I'm Kat. I'm Allie. Where's Steve? Steve? Oh, he's really busy. He's, busy <laughs> he's really busy. He just switched to the keto diet. So, yeah. he's, so he's all busy. He has all this energy now. He got up at like five in the morning and was like, ah! <laughs> 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 But yeah, we're uh, currently drinking some Canyon coffee. This morning it's a little bit different. We're doing it keto style, bulletproof style, for our friend Eric Jackowitz, who's joining us. Yeah. Yeah. Keto. What do you think of this bulletproof coffee? I think it's great. I finished mine. Oh, oh. <laughs> I like actually it. finished you mine. You need more. <laughs> All right, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I got you more. So, um, here's this we go. is the Tolima Roast. It's very good. You can't taste the nougat or stone fruit or, or chocolate <laughs> notes, unfortunately. Oh, right, yeah. It's all masked by cinnamon and MCT oil and ghee. How do we do this? Yeah, we're going to do it like this. Like this? Yeah, I think you're going to take the lid off. Okay. One, and then I'm going to pour you some more coffee. This seems like a dangerous task. Huh. I think it's going to be okay. It's getting all over the mic. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting all over Nacho. <laughs> He's covered in coffee. Yeah, Nacho's also here. Yeah, Beautiful. Nacho's Thank here, you. Everyone. Yeah. Nacho the Husky. It's a three-year-old black and white Siberian Husky. He likes walks. That loves coffee. Loves coffee. He's also on the keto diet. Also, he loves <laughs> peanut butter on his nose. Yeah. <laughs> He's tried Atkins. He's tried it all. Keto is the best. Wait, do people still do Atkins? Isn't keto basically Atkins? Yeah, it's basically Atkins, but more fat. Okay, so I think you're not supposed to have fat. On Atkins? Yeah. I don't remember. Oh, what really? Ate on what Atkins. could you eat on Atkins? It was just like meat, right? Yeah, broccoli. Like spinach. <laughs> Nacho. <laughs> Nacho man does not like us no. talking shit about Atkins. No, he's not into it. Um, cool. So, yeah. Eric, what's going on with you? How's, like, how's work? How's my work? Yeah, how's your work, dude? <laughs> Such a long day at the office. I know. Oh. Playing drums, writing songs, doing yeah. comedy. Yeah, no, work is good. Um,. Just like this year? Yeah, what, like, how would you like it? Like, what kind of things are paying your bills right now? Okay. A few things are paying my bills right now. Uh, hi, Nacho. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, I have sort of set up my life through playing drums mm-hmm. from a very early age. I started playing when I was like five. I ended up going to Berkeley, which I met you. Mm-hmm. And then, and once I was in Berkeley, started playing GB bands. Sure. So, since I left Berkeley, I've always been doing those. Cool. As sort of like a base right. of income that I could either take or not take, depending on things I actually want to do. Yeah, what else is going on? Um, yeah, so always been doing weddings, corporate gigs, that kind of stuff, playing mm-hmm. drums. Um uh, but my main gig that I got uh, a couple years ago was with uh, Nick Waterhouse. Yeah. So I've been touring with him for f- almost five years now. Wow. Um, been, yeah, just, we were on the road for like two years straight. Jesus. And, yep, and we're going on tour October through December. So like the longest oh, one wow. I've ever done, 60 days on. Shit. Yeah, with uh, Alan Stone. At the end of the nice. year, that'll be cool. And I started a band with our mutual friend Natalie Smith. Yep. Um, called Cape Weather. Yep. And we just signed a little publishing deal. Oh, nice. So that's sort of paying bills. Cool. And then the weird thing that I didn't plan to do with my entire life, 
that randomly reared its beautiful little head that I... <laughs> Did you birth it? I yes, gave birth. You definitely gave birth. Did you give birth? Yes, I gave birth I I to a... I I gave birth to a comedy baby with my two friends uh, who um, have been my best friends since, I was, since we were like 15. Um, so that... We started like a comedy band and that's called The Cooties. And over the last three years since we started it, that has slowly but surely been paying my bills. And we're doing Conan on Thursday, although this won't air before then. Nope. So <laughs> go check us out on Conan on YouTube. Oh my yeah. Cooties on Conan. Cooties on Conan. On YouTube. Uh, Conan has cooties mm-hmm. on YouTube. Yes. And it's funny, the, the, the image for us on Conan on yeah. the website is just me. Basically, because they they cropped, they do like these weird like circle, circle like uh, oh, okay. frames, oh, and man. it's just Got basically it. me. That's and like so the funny. like the two half of like Ethan and Jacob's heads in the corner. Oh no! I know, but it was. Are but, they sad? No, because we changed it because before the original photo was just Ethan's face in the middle, and then they were like, "No, we got to change this. This is crazy." And then we like made a circle. <laughs> One so that it would fit in there, <laughs> they, but I was in the middle this time, and now they just they bu- they fucked that one up too. So. Oh my god! Oh man! Shout out to CBS. T TBS. TBS. Yikes! Very funny. Very funny. <laughs> I mean, they're living up to the promise. Yeah. yeah. That's very funny. That is very funny. <laughs> man, how do they feel about not being in the picture? Um, well, we 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 gave it one round. Yeah. You know, so after that, they were like, well, it's no, no one did this on purpose. We don't want to annoy them. They're giving us such a big opportunity to be on Conan. We don't want to rock the boat. They got Nicholas Shade. Oh, yeah. They got Nicholas Shade. Yes. But you know, like, if the YouTube video comes out of your performance and it's just you and they've been cut out, you might have some problems. Yes. (laughs) It just zoomed in on you the whole time. Yeah. By the way, my grandfather is Ted Turner. He owns TBS. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. No, oh, that's good. Turner Broadcasting. Oh, that's wild. That's yes. really convenient. Yeah. It's a nice little... He's not actually my grandfather. Oh. I was lying. just saying that so that he would... Oh. Yeah. Okay. So I'm in a comedy band. Uh... You're obviously very funny. <laughs> yeah, that's your Yeah, to some people. Really yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, so I don't have um... very famous relatives. Oh. Well, However, I do have a great uncle who I found out three years ago wrote comedy songs. No way. And I had Whoa. no idea. Are they funny? Yes. Oh, they're funny. That's and good. Yes. And his name was Irving Taylor. Sweet. And I just found that out. That's so I was amazing. like, it's kind of weird and cosmic. That is cross-eyed. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. written in the stars. It literally was. Yes. You were supposed to be a YouTube sensation. I was supposed to vlog. Born to vlog. Born to vlog. Yeah. <laughs> that could be the name of your first book. Hey guys. It's called Hey Guys, the Eric oh Jackwood story. So, but you guys had no idea that your videos were going to do as well as they did or that you'd be performing on Conan on Thursday. I had no idea. No. Did, did you like sponsor your videos or anything? Or No. We don't really have that many videos out either. We just got very lucky slash... Uh, I don't know. It's weird because in the space of music comedy, yeah, like the musical bar 
is sort of low. Like right. when you think about all your favorite co- musical comedy bands, yeah. it's not a dig on them. Yeah. Like Tenacious D is, you know, two guys with acoustic guitars that their their thing is we're the greatest band in the world, but meanwhile it's just two guys with acoustic guitars. Yeah, you and that's know? the joke. And that's the joke. And Flight of the Concords is, you know, we're kind, kind of, of you know, yeah. dinky. We have some kind of stuff and Bo Burnham, same thing, just like a little keyboard, you know, but these are all like brilliant comedic minds sure. doing it. I'm not saying we're brilliant comedic minds, but we're definitely good musicians because yeah. we've been <laughs> we've been playing in bands all together. Like Ethan went to Berkeley with us. Jacob, you know, we, we've all been in bands since we were like 15. Yeah. But we've put in 10,000 hours of hanging out and making each other laugh and That's having important. a chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. So we basically just somehow distilled that into a band. That's so cool. That's really cool. It's it's weird that it is it's it's totally happened organically. Like if you were wow. to if I were to write a memoir about it, it would it would be like, "Huh? Like that's wow. Wow. Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we we just started out like making these uh 45-minute musicals in the back of Bar Lubitsch in West Hollywood. What? Yeah. <laughs> So, so what were wait. the musicals about? They were the first one was a a, a fake Kickstarter campaign where we asked <laughs> the audience for like eight hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we wrote songs for it and like please give us money. We had a donation bucket and stuff like that. And this so, was all the musical. All the musical, forty five minutes. And That's did amazing. these people know? Uh, they got it after a little bit. Did you get money? No. Oh. <laughs> of course not. No, we asked for it. In the, we wanted a gym. We wanted, like, a cooties, like, compound so we can write. Like, it looks like, do you ever see Ex Machina? Yeah. <laughs> it would look like that. Um, and then the, so, and then people started coming. And Barley was a pretty small room. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you get 50 people in there, it's packed. It's packed. yeah. So... The second one, we did a thing called the Cooties News Network, CNN. So we just did a fake news show. And then we would write a new 45-minute musical every month wow. for, like, for like seven months. That is a full-time job. Yeah. Yes. That's insane. It was like Saturday Night Live, but like yeah, us. Yeah, you making like an SNL. Yeah. Um, so cool. And then we, me and Ethan were trying to – remember Reggie Watts was doing those shows at El Cid? Yeah. Every Tuesday? Yeah. So we we had been going because we had, we praise Reggie. Yeah, we love him. Yeah, you so, love him. He's yes. wonderful. And at Berkeley, I remember I saw him for the first time like online with Ethan in my did room. You see him I was at 9:39 like, when he came. No, I didn't know he did that. That was crazy. It was yeah, insane. He did like a show at 9:39. Oh shit! Oh, I would have killed to have been there. Yeah. Like a looping show, like the one he does now. Um, no, he did like a spoken word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's like no matter what he does, it's just the the greatest thing ever. Yeah. So, um, we were trying to get our own like original band into El Cid, like, you know, before we started the Cooties. Yeah. And the Booker there was like, well, you know, can you bring fifty people? And we were like, no. <laughs> not really Absolutely we don't have any not. we have like five friends that would come and like, yeah so they're like okay well then you can't open up for Reggie Watch we're like damn we really like Reggie and so now we have at least 50 people coming to these shows at, at Bar Lubitsch so we're like hey we have a comedy band now like can we open up for Reggie he's like sure and then we get there and he just goes alright look Reggie Watts is 30 minutes late to his own set there's no way in hell he's gonna see your fucking 
thing, you know? Yeah. So just get it out of your head, you dumb fuck. Like, just get it out of your head right now. He's not coming. And we're like, okay, that's fine, but just thank you for the opportunity. But he always has that booth upstairs where he eats dinner. Yes. But, for some reason, he had to be there early the night that we opened up for him to do, because he had just installed a new speaker system in El Cid. I think I was there that night. But really? But I don't think I saw you. Oh. So what yeah, were you we, doing? I think we went to go see Guillermo. Guillermo Brown? Yeah. Best drummer. Yeah. Love him. So, he had to be there early for some reason, and then he ended up seeing our set, randomly. And then he was like, we have a connection, something like that. And then we started opening up for him regularly. That was so cool. And then, basically, eight months into doing comedy, he's like, hey, will you open up for me at the Terragram? Whoa. And so now we're doing comedy for like a thousand people. Yeah. You know, so we just, he just got, we just got thrust into. That's amazing. It the was. fateful El Cid show. Yes. <laughs> it's fate. Mm-hmm. But did you use any sort of like advertising to try to get your comedy out there? No. We suck really? at Instagram. We have, we're, we were, we got so happy when we got one, two, three, four followers. 1,234 followers. <laughs> and that was like two weeks ago. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we kind of stink at Instagram, we kind of stink at releasing videos, but it's just been sort of like word of mouth. Like the actual live show itself. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Like totally. How, how many views do your YouTube videos have? Do you know? I don't know. Not a lot. Not a lot? No. Oh, wow. It sounds like you just found the thing that was missing. The thing that was missing and the thing that like maybe wasn't happening anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Like a fresh thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... You know, now that we've been able to do this for like three years and have done like these, we're doing Just for Last Festival in Montreal and Toronto. Oh, cool. and I love Canada. It's I'm the so best. jealous you're going. I would move to Montreal in a heartbeat. Same. You let me know. Yes. French girls. <laughs> French right? girls. Yeah. Yikes. French Canadian girls. They're <laughs> like they're like French girls, but nicer. Hey. They're, they're so nice. Yes. <laughs> sorry all the time. I'm so sorry. Désolé. <laughs> and they're all models. Yes. Um. But um. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because there's no... I, I say that no one's doing what we're doing, not as a thing to bolster us up, but as a thing of just like, if there was another musical comedy act out there, we would know about them because we're doing all the shows and like, there's just no one else yeah. like doing well, musical comedy. So people, right? I mean, I could yeah. be one other person in LA who does musical comedy. The, um, Ew. Morgan J. I don't even know. He does person. all of the intros for So Far Sounds shows. Oh, cool. Plays guitar. But he did a comedy show that I was playing at a couple years ago that was like an SNL style thing with like yeah. a bunch of different skits and like a house band at Bar Lubitsch. Oh, there you um, go. And I met him there and then I've seen him at every single So Far show since. Oh, cool. Wow. I'm like, man, we are just killing, killing So it. Far game. Yeah. <laughs> so far, so good. So oh, far. no. I'll get out of here. <laughs> um, and, and this I thought you were famous parents and uncles and stuff. No, I don't. I'm not funny. I'm just a liar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy. So you kind of just stumbled into all this. Stumbled is a, is a good word. However, like, I don't know. Like, my parents told me this recently where they're like, my parents are culture vultures and like my dad is the, is the guy that like woke me up on the morning of my bar mitzvah and we watched the exorcist at like six in the morning 
Classic. And like strategically showed me Monty Python when I was like way too young. I would like invite yeah. girls over to my house when I was like 12. I was like, you want to watch Monty Python? They're like, what the fuck is that? You know? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, cool. Like, so, uh, but I've always loved comedy from an extremely early age. And I even did it when I was 16. Like did stand up for the first time. But it was always the thing in the back of my mind that was right. just for fun. Just, I respect and love it so much. I've seen every comedy special in the 90s and the early 2000s. I was that kid. But I was always drummer guy, and that was always my identity. Right. So, when it came time to, like, go to college, it was either, like, film school and maybe going that route or comedy and stuff, or music. And I was like, well, I, I've been playing and professionally since I was, like, 15 as yeah. a drummer. So, it's like, ah, oh, I might as well. I'm better at this, you know? Right, so. right. So that's like seems like the thing that you want to take up most of your time, just because it it hasn't been forced at all, right? What music? No, the foodies. Like oh yeah, like that seems like that's where it's going. Oh my god, it's like literally so awesome. the 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 melding of the two things I love the, yeah, the, the most so in the cool. world. Yeah, I'm very lucky. Like you kept yourself open, and a lot of people don't. Like they think they do one thing, right? And they don't keep themselves open to trying other things or to saying yes to opportunities that maybe they don't like you know like that's left of center right? yeah they're doing yeah actually someone told me this recently did you know the what is it master of none like the yeah what's the thing the Z's, I'm sorry. Oh, the jack no of all no no the jack of all trades yes jack of all trades master of phrase. none is an old phrase oh, oh that like yes the phrase, not the phrase. Okay. Well, where, <laughs> the, where the show comes from yeah. yes however the original phrase was shortened to be jack of all trades master of none it's actually a jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. Whoa. Mm. And they shortened it That's to cool. make it the exact opposite of what it actually means. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. So I feel like the more hands you have in different pies, yeah. like just the better. Obviously, you don't want to spread your to yourself too thin right. and you want to be good at the things you're totally. doing. But, you know, I think my heroes growing up were like, I don't know, I saw a guy like Jason Schwartzman drumming for phantom him. planet and also in rushmore yeah and all these things I'm like what that's so cool or like donald glover i would go yeah. to new york to go see him do improv oh, at yeah. ucb when i was like 16 i would like right. drag my parents They're like who the fuck is donald glover and nick kroll and all these people i'm like you you don't you're understand know. you're gonna, gonna know. know and you know and now he's doing all this music and yeah. it's so great and i was like i love i always love like renaissance men totally I yeah think, like especially with creative Professions, yeah. Like, there's like like an element of that. Like, take somebody like like. Well, my dad like works on cars and like can build anything. Like builds houses. He can like contract the whole thing. He's yeah. Like a car player. And or like yeah. I think of like Butch Walker the same way. He's exactly. Like constantly working on his own motorcycles. Yeah, I think if you have an interest in other in multiple things and you you have the interest and the energy, you can do it. Totally. Yeah, totally. You something know? keeps you healthy, too. Totally. Yeah. Also... The other stuff. Oh, sorry. What were you saying? Oh, I think just, like, having the other stuff keeps you healthy. Oh, my God. And, yes, definitely when Life on the Road with Nick Waterhouse gets really, really stressful, like, not that it's a stressful band to be in, but just the general rigors of touring, yeah. Yeah. I would be like, sweet baby comedy, come to me, you know, come to daddy. <laughs> I would, like, come back home and I'd be like, I get to, like, go on the UCB stage for an hour and just, like fuck off with my friends yeah. and I you know I don't have to be 
you know, serious music guy, you know, playing drums in the back in totally. a suit, you know, like, which is great. I love it. And that's also my dream. Yeah. I, I'm living a 16 year old's dream, but it's like, uh, it's so nice to be able to do that. And now that I've done comedy for a couple years now, I'm realizing that the creative process is just the creative process and it doesn't matter if it's like drumming, comedy, making motorcycles, you yeah. know, do as long as it's creative or dancing or anything yeah. or it's or still as long as it's like collaborative like it's the same process pretty much that's a really interesting observation insightful. yeah totally well i also feel like and this is like a question i have for you about transitioning from being like drummer guy to yeah. comedy guy is that's yeah. a huge shift from being relatively unseen to being very seen yeah yeah because i remember my drummer in my old band like people would ask him to take photos of them with me, not uh -huh. realizing that right. they just played. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. yes. You know? Oh, yeah. Like the oh. drummer invisibility thing where people, like... Yeah. They don't really notice you, unfortunately. Totally. Unless they're into drumming. Yeah, unless you're... Yeah, I mean, oftentimes, like, <laughs> I, we would show up to a venue with Nick Waterhouse and someone would, be, would come up to me as if I'm the manager and be like, <laughs> cool, so what's your input list? And I'm like, what? I don't... I don't fucking know. <laughs> Where are the snacks? I think, yeah. It's like, How yeah. many drink tickets do I get? Yeah. <laughs> this place smells like cigarettes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, I think, I, I don't think I've ever really wanted to be the face of anything. Like, I love comedy, but like, I am more of a writer. You know, I, I write a lot of comedy. And I feel like write, comedy writing is kind of the same as drumming yeah, where it's like the actors are great but they're saying the words that a, a, you know a comedy writer wrote on TV you know yeah. mostly so it's like this weird kind of like I like to be like the silent engine behind behind things you know like not I'm not uh, so you're really excited that your face is just on yeah that you're just it's just a nice plus <laughs> to, to me to me all this shit is just hilarious because <laughs> because I make no aspersions like I am I really do think of myself as some douche from Florida who was not destined to do any of this I thought I was just gonna be a drummer in the back and that would be it and that's all I wanted but now that I saw a door open. I was like, just let's do it. You know, come on. Babe, Why not? Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really cool. Well, now you're like a celebrity and your well, beautiful eyebrow magic. Oh, will be thank there you. For everyone to see. Thank you. Yeah. I, I feel like. That's really... So how are you going to balance it all with like Natalie and Cape Weather? Like you said, you just got a publishing deal. Yeah. Um, what does your manager for the Cooties think about all this? They, well, she has much. She has much bigger clients. <laughs> we're uh, we're pretty low on the totem pole on her on her clients. Like I I love our manager so much. She's and her and uh, her. We have two managers basically, Amy and Jeff. They're both cool. the best. And uh, they, I mean, as long as I make time for you know for enough stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm looking at Cape Weather as kind of like my. Eagles of Death Metal, and I'm Josh Homme. Sick. You know, it's like great. Natalie's the lead singer. Yeah. Like, her, her and I write all the songs, yeah. and I produce the music. Uh huh. Um, so, 
you know, we're, I'm pretty strategic about it. Where like I'm gonna go on tour for these two months with Nick. Yeah. However, we have a couple songs in the can that right. we're gonna release right. strategically yeah. while I'm gone, so that it's not like what happened to Cape Weather. Yeah. You know. How are you releasing those? Like, how did you get your publishing deal? I, when I moved to New York after Berkeley, I because you have to get a job. For sure. Uh, in New York, because it's insane, and yes. I was playing drums full time. Right. Which is ridiculous. Yes. Um, I worked as like <laughs> as a scanner at a hmm. publishing company where I was just scanning old documents <laughs> for <laughs> for four hours a day, and I was on Madison Avenue, so Did I was a madman. Actually, say scanner. I we called me scan right? bitch. But scan bitch. <laughs> you were like a, a coordinator. Scan boy. Yeah. Scan coordinator. Yeah, I was just yeah, literally sitting in front of a scanner all day. Like, but they were a really good company. Yeah. And they're a hundred years old. They have cool. the rights to like Ring of Fire. Nice. And you know, but the the guy who hired me is also a drummer. This is one of my best buds, David Hoffman. Sick. He, him and I got on like a house on fire. And we were always sending each other like weird videos and stuff throughout <laughs> the office. I would be there for four hours a day, but I would I would always bring my cymbal bag because had I had a gig that night, yeah. or you know I could make up the hours if yeah. I went on tour for a week or something like that. So it was kind of the perfect job to have. And him and I just like stayed in touch. And then once I moved out here and started cable, they were like, "Hey, I have these songs. You know, uh, we released one of them just on a whim." Yeah. And we got signed to a label. Wow. Um, Which one? Future Gods. Shout out to Josh. Name yeah. for a label. Yeah, I know, right? Label is that? Josh Fisher. Sweet. Yes. But yeah, I follow him on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. He's he's pretty like in the LA cool. music world. So it's like we released this song. Somehow it got like. 20,000 plays instantly and got on like a big playlist That's so sick. immediately Yeah. and then Josh found us then signed us and I was like hey David we just got signed to a label this is the first thing I've ever produced like the I got these songs that I wrote with my friend Natalie Yeah. what do you think and then he liked them Yeah. and so then we got a publishing deal and it's all through the weird day job Scanning. I had in New York from Scanboy what year yeah. were, in you, were you in New York? what did you say? what year were you in New York? I was there from 2002, no, yeah, 2012 to, and I moved here to 2015. We were like there at the exact same time. Really? We were all in the same class. Yeah. Oh. So I'm shocked that we know. 2012? Well, I, 2013. Yeah, 2013. That was the graduation with um, Carol King and Willie Nelson. I know, I, I walked at that one. Oh, I didn't do that one. I, walked I was at the down. Eagles one. I was your class, but I walked. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe Walsh handed me my diploma. It was pretty cool. Oh, man. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Good Carol job. King uh, said I was wearing a lei. Yeah. And she said, Aloha. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do you remember how Annie Lennox had that speech where she talked about how we should have all dropped out? <laughs> Yeah, and then also really? the teleprompter like said something very different than what she was saying. She was talking about that's like, awesome. like how she was like microdosing, like on the teleprompter. That's what it was saying. What? Microdosing. She probably looked at her script and was like, "I don't think I'm gonna." Say I that don't like part. this. I'm yeah. not gonna say that, but it was still just. God, <laughs> that's so badass. 
She's yeah, the shit. she told us all to drop out, which was convenient for the fact that we're all sitting in our graduation. Yeah. Yeah. Right, that's pretty, that's like too little too late. <laughs> I'm like, you're right, I'm just going to go quickly drop out right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, can I have my money back? Yeah, uh, I am so much in debt. What can I do to yeah. reverse that? Yeah. <laughs> if I don't take my diploma, can I <laughs> get my money back? We can give you $80. You can just keep it. Yeah. Keep it. I don't understand. I mean, I guess I do understand that the whole, like, uh, if you graduated from Berkeley, you're not going to make anything of yourself no, kind care. of thing. I, I don't care about that either. I heard the same thing, yeah. but someone said that about Harvard. Oh, yeah. Right. Because, like, weird. Zuckerberg dropped out, right? He did? I think so. Somebody, somebody famous dropped out. Everyone's on a different path, also, man. Like, yeah, making man. anything of yourself, like, oh, God. You know what I mean? Yeah. When did you guys learn to stop comparing yourself to other people? Oh, like two years ago. Yeah, it's pretty new to me too. Yeah, a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not over it. I'm yeah. still not over it. I'm yeah. working on it. I turned off Instagram for a while. I had followed a bunch of people. Yeah. I just like stopped using it until I thought that I could reintroduce it in a way that was like healthy. Yeah, I think your diet is not just food. Like the things you ingest on a screen or music or sure. film or social media or any of that stuff. It's like part of it. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's pretty hard, especially because your friends seem like they're always doing the cool shit. Killing it. Oh yeah. my god, like for years I thought that I was allergic to playing a late night show because it would always be like, like all of our friends from Berkeley would yeah. be like, hey, if you're up late enough, watch Seth Meyers, yeah. 12.30. And I'm like, like good god, morning, what? America. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, god, I'm, I'll never do it. You know, and I'm like, but better because you're doing. Yeah, I still didn't even do it as a drummer. Now I'm gonna fucking do comedy on it. Yeah, (laughs) you know, exactly. (laughs) Hilarious. Well, I think it was like a month and a half ago. I had dinner with one of my exes, and like. That uh, that's healthy. I like that. Yeah, you know, (laughs) nothing like reopening some old wounds there. But like, what was crazy was just getting to see, like, getting our shit talked to her and realizing that, like, the idea. Idea that I had from her social media of how she was doing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Was not at all accurate. Totally. Yeah. 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 That's I think that's the way it is with everybody. For sure. I mean, or most people at least. Obviously, people live crazy lives, but like. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you look at my Instagram, you probably wouldn't know that I, you know, still make a lot of my money through fucking playing weddings because I don't advertise that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. No, there's anything wrong with that, but it's not cool. (laughs) And it's not not cool though. No, that's like it's not sexy, you know. But I think that's also comparing yourself to other people. Like on the scene, like when you tell some like songwriter girl that you play weddings, she's probably gonna like snuff at you. Exactly. But like she works at like Taroni. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's a hostess at (laughs) Taroni. Yeah. Yeah. Is that just what everyone does if they move here to Yeah. Uh, she's yeah. not because I would have met her because I'm a hostess at Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah. you're not because I'm a hostess yeah, at Toronto. Exactly. Or like, I feel like Instagram, you get these little snapshots of cool things that everyone gets to do once a month yeah. or once ever, however right. many long. But that's not enough to sustain yourself, especially no. when you're on the up and up kind of yeah. thing. Uh, everything is a is a sacrifice yeah. you know like for what you want to do at least like i uh i've probably said no to s- thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of work like from weddings or tours or offers from whatever so i could do 
what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's so much more important to me than money. Long game. Yeah, exactly. And I think, like, personally, I see a lot of people in, like, the short game. Like, taking, like, crazy tours, but, like, they're, like, amazing songwriters. And, like, their songs are way better than the people that they're playing with. Totally. And, like, they're taking these things just because it's, like, sexy to post on Instagram and, like, pays them 2500 a week. Right, yeah, you can... I'm like, I get that. I, I, I like get it, too. A night, or a week, a week. A night would be amazing. Yeah. A week is amazing already, but I do see the um, the merit in, like, making... Always making space for what calls your heart. Yes. And not just making space for what pays the bills. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, knowing that you're gonna, like, fuck up with your own stuff, like, a few times. Like, yeah. there's gonna be a lot of no's and... Yep. Like... But also knowing that you also have to pay your bills. Yeah. So it's like doing it not just so you can pay your bills, but also do what you love. It's a weird balance yeah. of like, because you don't want to like die right. either. No, you don't. Turning down money is one of I think the harder skills in the world to have. Yeah. Turn down like a check. Yeah, your career, it's in my opinion, is everything you say no to. Yeah, yeah, actually. Fun Adele story. So I used to work at a publishing company. And just like yeah. a classic Fun Adele yeah. story that everyone I used to work has. at Taroni and Adele came in. <laughs> Adele came in while I was waiting. Yeah. Just like a Taroni. When, when Kat and I said, were Thank you. living yeah. in London, uh, the like publishing company. Oh, was I lived in London. I'm kidding. That's awesome. Yeah. We <laughs> had a bunk bed and we I was did. on the top bunk and Allie was on the bottom. It was five That's awesome. people in a two bedroom apartment. Yeah, so Berkeley decided on. Thanks, Berkeley. Oh, you went with for Berkeley? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> that's a whole different story. Yeah. We could talk about our weird roommates. Oh, God. Oh, God. Really? We could. We could change all their names to something slightly different than what their name is. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Please Be On My Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, they were doing the music for the Diamond Jubilee. For What's that? The Queen. Well, the Queen. It's like the 60th anniversary. Yeah, yeah, that big concert they yeah. have. Yeah. Crazy. And they asked Adele to perform, and she said no. They were like, fuck Adele's saying no to the queen yeah and then they're like okay well you know if Adele can't perform like let's just you know license a couple of her songs yeah she said no why just like she's not just she doesn't buy into that shit she just said no like the answer was no wow over and over again and like people were laughing but she said it like this no no just it was millions millions of dollars and she just was like no sorry don't need it that's don't crazy. Want it. Just sitting on a mountain of nose. She said yeah. no to the queen, like. Yeah, I was. I listened, <laughs> I listened to some Paul McCartney interview recently that he gave, and he said like, "Oh, you're a knight," and he's like, "What was that like?" He's like, "You know, a lot of people say no to that." I was like, "I don't." I How think it's a thing. I think it's a thing in England where you either you're either down with the queen or you're just like, "This is silly." Like, what is this? Well, the jubilee was a lot like that. People getting drunk and they they make these like masks. Kind of, they like cut out pictures of the royal court's face and they put them on popsicle yes. sticks and they hold them up to their face and get very drunk and go. <laughs> That's the most English thing I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> and so you, you're like at a party and you've like just popped MDMA and there's someone with a Prince William popsicle stick mask going. <laughs> Oh my oh, god. And Sade's playing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Grace Jones. Yeah. <laughs> so scary. Yeah. Oh. Man, that's, yeah, special. It would, I mean, I don't say this from personal experience or anything. Yeah, no. Never. No, no, no. Wink? 
I definitely did not do that. I oh, shit. So, oh, we were going to ask, what is your favorite rejection you've ever had? Oh, yeah, so had? have you submitted music to blogs? Um, yes. Oh, like of like Cape Weather or yeah. whatever? Um, yeah. Favorite rejection. Yeah, like, has anybody ever just, like, told you to completely, like, fuck off? Um, like, in anything. It doesn't have to be blogs. Yeah, it doesn't it have be, like, a band. Or right. Band. I got, uh, <laughs> sort of <laughs> snubbed by, uh, by T-Bone Burnett. <laughs> I, uh... I did a gig with him. It was this, this is probably the craziest gig I ever got asked to do. It was so, someone te- an unknown number in my phone texted me, "Hey, uh, are you going to be in New York on December 6th? It's like the second, by the way." I was like, "No, <laughs> I live in LA." Unknown number? Yeah, I go, I go. It's probably somebody I used to know in New York or something like yeah, that. Yeah. That I didn't save their number. I was like, "No, I live in LA." And he was like, oh, "Okay," and then like another day goes by. And he's like. You sure you're not gonna be in LA or New York on yeah, December sixth? Like again, that? no. And he goes, "Oh damn! Like I thought you'd be good for this gig. It's with this guy Blake Mills." I was like, "I think I can make it to New York like <laughs> <laughs> December sixth. <laughs> now it's December third. Yeah, now it's yeah. December third, and I'm like, uh, "Yeah, I think I can make it. What is it?" And so he goes, "By the way, it's my buddy. I, I don't know if he wants me to say his name, but yeah. uh, he." Uh, <laughs> so he's like, "Okay, so." It's for Marcus Mumford's charity night at this big event gala thing, and it's gonna be uh, <laughs> the band is gonna be you on drums, me on bass, um, uh, T Bone Burnett on guitar, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and Blake Mills. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, cool. Who are who are we backing up? And he's like, okay, Sam Smith, Marcus Mumford, Brandy Carlisle. And I'm like, what? Like, this is insane. <laughs> so I just flew out. And, um, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah of you were on the next flight. Oh, yeah, I flew myself out. I didn't yeah. care how much money I made on no. the thing. I was like, whatever. I think I broke wow. even, maybe, because it was a last-minute flight, right, you know? Right. yeah. So, and, like, had to call a friend to put me up and all yeah, the trains totally. and all this shit. It was crazy. Worth it. Oh, absolutely worth it. Um, and so the, the, the whole night goes well. It was like a dream come true. We get to play all these songs with all these great people. And then afterwards, because I'm a big T-Bone fan, I go up to T-Bone. I was like, uh, "Hey, man! Like, just want to say it's like really an honor playing with you. It's like super, super cool. You know, he's like really great to play with you." And he just goes, "Huh? What?" And I like, "Oh no, nothing. I was just saying that uh, it's great." He's like, "Okay, pal," and just walks right past me. <laughs> and he's like, "I don't even think he remembered playing with me. Registered me playing." And I was like, "Wow, I just got." Super rejected by a guy that I just played music with for an hour. <laughs> like, okay, pal. Okay, it's like, all right, pal. It's like, okay. Like, he just laughed me off and just walked past me. But oh, it was man. great. Yeah. Did he pat you on the head on your way? Oh, he might as well have. Oh, man. Did he <laughs> but, even look at you? No, I don't think so. He was wearing sunglasses. Man. It was 11 at night, by the way. Oh, shit. Ouch. <laughs> that happened to my friend with David Foster. Really? Like, went up to, like, to tell david foster that like he was a big fan yeah because david was like at a show <laughs> our friend had like written the song that the artist was singing and 
uh, there was like a crazy guy like trying to talk to David Foster as well, and our, oh, my friend no. didn't see that that was happening. Yeah. And so David Foster was like frantically looking for his like Uber or limo or whatever, and he like got in the wrong car. And then got kicked out of that car, and that's the exact moment when my friend walked out. Oh, no. It was so sad. Bad. Poor Bud. I was just, like, watching from about 20 feet away, like, no, don't do it. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. It's hilarious. Oh. That's bad. That's a rejection. It's pretty rough. But in terms of, like, I don't know song song submission rejections or something like we submitted a song recently to uh a, just a bunch of blogs and our our label guy hit us up it was like this one guy said uh did you use submit hub <laughs> yes he used submit hub okay good this and, is what we're talking about. okay there's two of them the okay, first good. one is uh i can't find the first one but it was basically like yeah, the song is uh too uh, the song was like too short. I wish the chorus had happened like more. And I was like, so you like it? Like you wish the <laughs> chorus would come around again? <laughs> yeah, it's like everything sounded good, uh, but it was like a little too short. I just wish I wish the chorus happened a lot more. It was like a lot more. But I'm I not gonna I'm not gonna pick this chorus. up or write about it. I'm like, so your your one complaint is that you like it? <laughs> That's weird. And then we got uh today uh i submitted or- uh, this song was called orchestration to a few peeps on submit hub uh for the heck of it and a dude from indie shuffle oh. literally wrote i really enjoyed the baseline but the mix on this doesn't feel polished it feels like it needs more of a professional engineering touch to me and as the producer <laughs> i felt really good about it <laughs> yeah it's like thank you but then it got Picked up by that magazine Wonderland, and they wrote like the best review we've ever gotten on the same song. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, but ugh. I think you need to do more of that. What to harden a little bit? Yes. You need to submit to a lot of blogs. I know. Because I get that like maybe a one. That was a one in, t- in terms of meanness. Okay, yeah. good. That's not yeah, mean. Enough. That's not mean enough. Okay, it was just more like clinical. Yeah, <laughs> medical yeah. Well, rejection. There's yeah. always like. Some idiot. You suck. Yeah. Says like something like that about like the quality or whatever. Like they don't know. You could have been like going for a lo-fi sound. I was. And you could have had Michael <laughs> yeah. Brower mix it. You know, like exactly. Like they don't know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just submit more. I think. Okay. Because you could cry with some of the reviews. <laughs> oh God. You, I don't. I don't know if I can handle that. No more horrible Honestly, rejection. I personally. I personally like. Actually, I don't personally like seek it out, like comments and stuff. But whenever I see a nice comment, it makes me feel good. But whenever I see negative comments, I just kind of laugh it off. Like the cooties when we released a video a while ago, someone called us Jew cunts, <laughs> and I was like, "That is awesome!" I, I I laughed. I was like, "This is the greatest thing ever." You should take those comments that people post, any negative ones, and, yeah. Frame and, them. and write a song. Yeah, oh, and have yeah. it in your musicals. That would be cool. You know? Yes. On like the next video. Yeah. And like call them out by their username and the song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're definitely hoping that as a result of this podcast, blogs up their game with their feedback. Yeah. yeah, really go for the jugular. Yeah, we want them to try and get <laughs> yeah. five. But then it's going to become like you, like an insult comic or something. Like people just show up to insult 
you know, like the guy that can really destroy hecklers or something. I just think that there there will be a golden age. I'm predicting. You think so? Yes. Okay, I'm okay with that. I just want them to like actually say something worthwhile, and most of the time it's just so fucking. Yeah. What are the worst ones you've gotten? Oh god, yeah, we've got a lot. We've got a lot. Like for astronauts, we submit like each song to like a hundred blogs on Submit Hub, and like. Um, well, I already read probably one of the meaner ones um, the other day on on another episode, so I'll have to just yeah. find a random one mm-hmm. for you. Um, but yeah, nothing warms the heart like a really mean submit hub. Oh, this is a good oh, one. Yeah. Music needs to be more defined. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? People are so vague. That was from Zero Music Magazine. So they don't listen to music. (laughs) Music needs to be more defined. (laughs) That's like... Not even the music, your music. This music. Music. (laughs) (laughs) The song you wrote. I just imagine that... It's like an existential crisis. Yeah. Music needs to be more defined. Everything's everything's shitty now. What does this mean? Yeah. Is it David Foster Wallace right that? (laughs) He's just sitting there like smoking a J. It was actually uh, music needs to be. I find that there's a lot of that in LA. It was actually I feel. That was Ralph Waldo Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember I did a session for a guy uh, a couple years ago, and he was just so vague. He just goes, "I really want to make like a classic record." And I go like, yeah. "So how would you? What do you mean? <laughs> you know, any examples?" He's yeah. like, "No." <laughs> so I'm like, "Okay, so got it. Play like a classic album." This is helpful. Noted. Yeah. Be classic. You got it. You got it, pal. Stay golden. Yeah. Yeah. Stay golden, pony boy. Oh, my God. I really want the music to be, like, defined. It's like, okay, like how? You should have yeah. sent him. I wish you could reply to Submit Cub Hub reviews. Submit Cub. I would Submit go. Because. I'm kind of a bear. Gay people think of me as a bear. I would. You are, I would, you are absolutely a grizzly. Oh, yeah. You what? Could, I'm. Is that an old guy? A grizzly. No, it's it a grizzly. Like an ugly bear. It's an like extra hairy gay bear. Oh yes, oh. that that would be me. With a weird hump. No. I don't have a weird hump. But That's a grizzly. You're literally sitting behind a grizzly. Yes. But I wish. I would. I would be on submit cub. <laughs> submit cub. Yeah. <laughs> the new like, I don't know, gay sex version of submit hub. Like, yeah. <laughs> Your great. back hair needs to be more defined. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you should have just sent him the definition of music from like the Webster dictionary. Back. What is the mi- definition of music? Um. Siri, what is the definition of probably music? Probably just like arranged sounds or instrumental sounds, or both, combined in such a way as to produce beauty of form, harmony, and expression of emotion. Do you want to hear the remaining one? Nope, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That was profound. That was much better than this guy's fucking. <laughs> <laughs> you need to send that to him. Yeah, like yeah. next time you need a good song review, just ask Siri. Yeah, take some notes. <gasps> some notes, dipstick. Oh man, if Siri could review my music, that would be cool. Whoa. Maybe you could just use Siri for all the quotes on your website. <laughs> can you respond to comments on Submit Hub? No, you can rate them on Submit Hub, but it's just really not the same. Yeah. At first, I like I got really mad, like. It's like, oh, this is, like, fucking pissing me off. And now I, like, look forward to decline. 
Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's fucking beautiful. Well, you know, and I just feel like no one really set out in their life to be a critic. <laughs> Especially a blogger. Yeah, yeah. blogger. <laughs> uh, I mean, not not, the, not to say that music blogs aren't good. Like, yeah. there are good ones. And I like movie reviewers and magazine writers and people that, like, actually... It's like, why wouldn't you only write good reviews? Like, if you didn't like it, why wouldn't you just say, like, oh, it wasn't for me, or, like, or just don't write anything? I feel like they're in it to to Right, because we live in in a troll world. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Where it's, like, cool and fashionable to be, like, this sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's way harder. some of them even, I don't know, some of them are positive. Like, here's what I liked about it. Yeah. This is where I think... But once you're at the point of submitting it to a blog, like, you're not looking for pointers. It's done. Yeah, yeah. I think it's that's done. Mastered, yeah. <laughs> pointers make you feel really weird. Yeah. Because it's like when Annie Lennox told me to drop out at my graduation. Right. It's like, yeah. Thank you. Get my gown. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> you told me that as I was holding my diploma. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is weird. I'm like, the song, I just paid, like, five grand to right. have this yeah. mix and mastered, like, there is no me taking your feedback. Yeah. yeah. Just don't review it or, you know, just pass or say something nice about it. You know what's funny is that Indie Shuffle owned Submit Hub. Really? Yeah, it's that Whoa. guy. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> what's so that's a blog indie show? I like yeah. purposely like remove myself from this stuff. You like that's why end. I feel like label people and managers and, and are like so nice because I'm pretty non-confrontational and I don't yeah. like I feel like you also need to be in a weird way and it's nice that you can have people that are like that like label you people and managers you mean to detach yourself from like that aspect yeah from like the inherently gross stuff it's like I just want to make the stuff you know I don't want to put it in I don't want to put it in your face that's not entirely true what like you do care about like the way that your business is run and like yeah by attaching myself to good people like a good team around you yeah yes. team stuff yeah mm-hmm. like I don't my quality lends itself more or like my personality lends itself more to like the creation of stuff I'm once I create something if I put it out online I'm like here's this made this which is like not awesome but like you know a lot you know because talent is sort of overrated and it's about like how you get in front of people as well that's like just as important yeah and i don't have that thing or i'm like here's you know like if it was the 90s i wouldn't be the guy that drives up to capitol records and be like here's my tape you know oh no i wouldn't be either no i'd be hiding hiding behind a trash can totally outside. yeah eating garbage yeah <laughs> <laughs> Allie would just be eating lunch <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like this is perfectly salvageable. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I get you. I think that like I recently adopted a similar mindset, not so much a strategy, but just a mindset of like once I've done the job of creating, yeah, and getting it there, letting go of the outcome, right? Yeah, like, releasing yeah. the outcome from my control because it's really not. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can put all your money into ads and apps and tools, but you're still. Like giving it up to the universe to decide. Yeah, decide what you're I still mean. just as good as the thing you made. Like, totally. And I feel like that's the best publicity you could have. It's just a good thing. For Same sure. thing with the cooties. Like, we don't make Instagrams or videos. I mean, not on purpose. Just a, we're lazy and b, yeah. we don't care. But it's like, 
somehow word got out. Yeah. You know, through the, oh, people heard this was a good thing. You yeah. know, and I, when did, I also realized kind of like, I know we're probably going over, but like, I'm like, I learned really late because I was always guy in the back and playing for my friends who mm-hmm. were like the real songwriters and the real singers yeah. and the real comedians and backing up the real people. Yeah. Uh, probably until I was like 25. Yeah. I was like, huh, like, I mean, I write songs, I write jokes, I do all this stuff. Yeah. But I never thought of myself as like, I feel the same. to be like in the same room as these people. But and that's then, like why we started doing this. Of course. Yeah. Just like no one's wanted to become a critic or yeah. you know or an executive at a film thing they always they all, everyone wants to be creative you know right. and so it, it took me probably until releasing the first Cooties thing or the first Cape Weather thing that I was like oh that was it yeah. that was the thing I was afraid of like because yeah. everyone wants you to do well but no one's like, like I think at least like <laughs> I mean I've talked to Submitta but like if like most people want the thing to be good and unless you make something horribly racist and terrible (laughs) people are going to be like oh it wasn't for me like you get infinite chances pretty much at making a thing especially now right like oh my god like yeah but the internet had put out a bad record yeah like they might not have had a second chance totally but you can keep you know fucking up and trial and error yeah all over the place now think about I mean, the Beatles are, are the worst example because they have, like, nine great songs per album. But, like, yeah, like you have them. to write Love Me Do and all these songs. Yeah. Not, I love those songs. But, like, to get to Sgt. Oh. Pepper and the White Album and all these things, it's like, yeah. you... And you get infinite chances, I think. Yeah. At least. And also, like, the you know, it, like, shows different parts and times of your, like, yeah. creative process. Totally. So, it... I mean, uh, my friend Phil said, like, our record is like a record yes uh, it so, keeps track of that moment yeah which is it's a record really of where you are thing. that makes me feel warm and fuzzy I know shout yeah. out to Phil shout Bundy. out to Phil you, you have to write a million songs in order to get a good song you know yeah. I think I think Cape Weather is actually working at a weird pace because we released our first thing and it did well yeah and so now we're like oh shit we got all this attention now we have to like be good in front of everybody and not find our like there's beauty in anonymity i think yeah that you can try stuff out and like get better but i mean just because the first song did well and got picked up by a cool playlist yeah doesn't mean the next one will no it didn't (laughs) we've we've released other songs since then yeah it's fine with astronauts too we like got in a cool playlist and like didn't even know yeah for like a week and we were like why do we have all what? these plays exactly that's awesome <laughs> totally Amazing. yeah but then you know these the magazines time, yeah. and shit write about it and we, we got played on like kcrw like we, we we got written up like on our first song was like best four tracks you gotta listen to right now it was like lcd sound system saint vincent cape weather and i forgot who so you know fucking tame impala or something yeah. like that and we were like holy shit, like, we're good, like, you know, and then we release another song, and it's not a stinker, or any, yeah, Humblebrag, (laughs) and then, you know, it doesn't do as well, and, like, it's fine. Yeah. I don't care, because... But that's kind of, like, the impossible thing about today, it's, like, you can't really have one strategy, or, like, one type of music, even. No. It's, like, it's just a free-for-all. 
Yeah. And then let go of the outcome too. Yeah. Yeah. Once you release it, just release it and then move on to the next thing. Yeah. Which is like, what's really cool about you is that like you are a writer and a comedian, you're doing all these things and that's like your sustaining like nest egg of stuff. Yeah. You're doing like all of these things like simultaneously. Yeah. I definitely want to do a lot of stuff that interests me. And I think someone said a while ago, it was just like, I want like my career to like be this like big tapestry of just like stuff you've made. And I just now, again, I feel like I have such a late start when I started at 25. My friends, you have to understand, was like 13. They were all like, I'm a singer, songwriter guy. You know, I'm like, cool. I'm I now I'm that 10 years after that. So I'm like, all right, let's, let's go. So I feel like I have all this like backlog shit inside of me that I have to get out now because it doesn't matter if I release it or not you know right I feel like that's also because we were trained as like session players yeah like shut up and do the job and like you're in the service industry yeah yeah I think like to get good at your instrument like in the academic world like you have to kind of subscribe to that yeah and I feel like I definitely subscribe to that and then I was like what the but yeah. What am I doing? I just want to play with this cool little synth for a little while. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, you're treated as less than because it's not valued as yeah. highly as. People are like, why did you buy a keyboard? You play bass. Right. I'm like, like because <laughs> I like, wanted to. Why did you open your mouth? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. Release your stuff. I agree. Plus, like, I don't know now, like. I just came out of like an old other project and I like look back on those records and then I'll, I'll like listen to some songs and I'm like, oh, that was terrible. Why did I do that? Why I got a sweet tooth. No! It's coming for me. No! <laughs> you heard a song called Sweet Tooth and it's coming oh, for you? It's so bad! <laughs> um, and at the time I thought it was the sh- Like I thought it no, was that really song good. Was, that song was a good song. It was that was a re- That was a stress. record of where you were in yeah. your life where you thought Sweet Tooth was cool. Now, like, I hear it in my nightmares. They're, like, big clowns, like, on acid. Be like, I got a sweet tooth. Like, no! I'm a crazy yeah. clown. Yeah. <laughs> and now you can write a song about um, thinking things were cool years ago. And yeah. you write a thing and, you know, But it was so exciting for me when I wrote it. I was yeah. like, oh, this is awesome. This is yeah. going to be, like, Katy Perry's first record. <laughs> yeah. Um, which it kind of was in terms of, like, Honestly, Katy Perry's first record was so good. Was it like... Yeah, it had like the... What is it? The... The shuffle. I kissed a girl. Yeah, exactly. I liked it. The taste of her podcast just got expensive. Yes. We're going to have to cut that out. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. Like suddenly, like, Allie and I get hit with like a $100,000. Totally. But you know what's cool about the internet and and being in 2018 now? It's like you could release that and you, you did and it's probably still out there. Oh yeah, it's still out there. Some fucking person in Some Jakarta old girl. could listen to that and that would be the biggest thing ever, you know? And yeah. then that's kind of the blessing and the curse of now where it's like this thing called like micro fame where yeah, yeah. you can release a thing and... Maybe it won't be as big as Beyonce, but like famous for a moment, a million people could enjoy it, and you could have like a little self-sustainable career where you don't make millions of dollars, but you have steady income from royalties, yeah. and you can go on tour in places where people like you. 
Yeah, and I found out I was a secret Russian pop star like two years ago. Really? I was in New York and someone called me and they're like, we need someone to I sound- love that. Okay, so someone called me and we're like, I need someone who sounds like Pink oh my for, God. A ses- for a session for a DJ tomorrow. It's mm-hmm. unpaid, but like, you owe me. Yep. Can you come in? Sure. Like, yeah, I do owe you. Okay, I'm coming in. So I came in, I did it. Um, they filmed like a little music video of me singing in the booth. Yeah. Wait, is that the Russian video with like the bear playing trumpet? Is that you? No. Okay. It's this video <laughs> for this DJ, Roma Pefos. Okay. And he's some big house DJ. I had no idea. They sure. didn't tell me anything. And like two years later, my parents found it and were like, we love that one song you did. And they sent it to me and I'm like, what the what hell? What is this? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love stories like that. I think those are the coolest things ever. I love it when people hear us because we play instruments. That happened to me though. What? Yes. You're drumming? No, my voice. (laughs) What happened? So, uh, playing with Nick Waterhouse, I got to record on the this last record that we're gonna release soon, and the one before that. So before that, the 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 most previous album is uh they he made a song with Leon Bridges called Kachi. And it's, they wrote it together and it's a good song. And about a year later after we released it, this uh, production DJ duo from France called Offenbach <laughs> wants to remix the song. They're like the chain smokers of France. These guys, <laughs> they're huge. Yeah, of course they would be called Offenbach. Offenbach. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Shout out to history. Yeah, shout out to okay. <laughs> dead musicians. Yeah. <laughs> Just to call myself yeah. Mozart. Yeah, yeah. You gotta check out my band. We're called Beethoven. Yeah. <laughs> what if they collab with the Chainsmokers? I would love that. What would happen? Uh, the, I think there would be a spa- a ripple in the space time continuum. And there'd be a duel. Like, yeah, exactly. With, like little lives. <laughs> <laughs> um. So they wanted to uh, make a remix of this song called Kachi with Leon and Nick. Yeah. So. Nick's hello. Nick's management cleared his vocal. Yeah. Leon Bridges' management did not clear his vocal, and because I do comedy, Nick was like, "Hey, can you do an impression of Leon Bridges for this <laughs> for this remix of this song?" And I was like, "Yes, please. Uh, I'd love to do that." So I, it was like literally last minute. He's like, "Can you do it in an hour?" Like I was like, "Let's go." So I go to Valentine Studios. I record it in a second. You know, like I just like had my phone out and I just tried to imitate Leon Bridges, the smoothest. (laughs) So I record the thing. I record the thing. um, And all of a sudden it is like it's it went to number one. I'm singing the hook, by the way, like the chorus. And I'm not I'm credited, but it's it's not featuring Eric Jackowitz or anything like that. So it's just uh it became a dance craze in Vietnam and Jakarta. Yo, it went to number go. one. Uh, free pho. I know. You've earned it. <laughs> uh, went to number one in like France, Poland, Italy, all these places, and it's and the people in like yoga classes and like spin classes are it's all to my voice, and they have no idea it's me. <gasps> Oh my god, I that's love amazing. It. I love yeah. that. That's beautiful. I just, yeah. Anyone that has a story like that, I love. I love that too. Um, we'll put a link to that song. Please do. On our Instagram yes. profile. I'm, so gonna I'm gonna learn the dance, whatever it is. Oh yeah, it's weird. I haven't learned it yet. 
Do you ever, maybe you could do a video of that. A, a dance tutorial? Yeah. yeah. I'll do it with you. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta look it up. Oh, man. Well, thanks for coming in today, Eric. Thanks for I having me. having you. Hey, thanks for making me this coffee. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Canyon. Thanks, thanks Canyon, Canyon Coffee. Canyon. We'll see you next time. Yeah. I'm Kat. I'm Allie. And I'm not Steven Tyler. How do you know it's Steven Tyler? Yeah. What? Could be Steve Perry. Steve Perry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. What are we not supposed to say? <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Good night. <laughs>